Feminine World. It is episode 78-ish of The Feminine Critique. I'm Emily. I'm Christine. It's October. Yep. Still. When we last recorded, it was October. And look at us getting another show in this month. still October. We are active, Christine. We're very active. You know what recently passed? The recently passed. Columbus our four-year anniversary. Four anniversary yay thank goodness for facebook for telling us these things because otherwise we wouldn't know the day of the week most likely yeah uh, we've been doing this for four years i guess so how about that or four years since it was put on facebook so close yeah, who enough. knows if it had been years before it, that. it really go- then i was really trying to figure it out i'm like wait four years ago this time of year i was moving so i think we probably like recorded the week before but facebook recognizes yeah. it then it would be like if you were a baby born but the birth certificate wasn't issued until the day i don't know how it works but uh yeah four years 78 episodes or so because i miscounted once or twice <laughs> We can round up and say we've done 80 in four years. If we, if, why not? That's easier to do the math then, too. I'm not going to do it, but you guys could. <laughs> Plus there's like <laughs> bonus episodes. Yeah. Whatever. Point is, we've been at this for a few years now. If we were, we're a child, pros. we would be in preschool for whatever that correlates to. Uh, if we were, if we were a hamster, we'd be pretty old. If we, yeah. If we were a turtle, we would be infants. Uh, but if we were like a Great Dane, we'd be kind of like in our 30s, I guess, or something. All right. So, yeah, That's I mean, accurate. However you want to look at it. Point is... The Great Danes of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, so, yeah. So, thank you, listeners, for being along with us this amount of time, or or less, if this is your first episode and your last episode. Hi, oh, I'm goodbye. sorry. Aloha. <laughs> covers both. Uh, but, yeah. I, I have fun doing this. Do you have fun doing this? Yes. Good. Why did you end that on an upspeak to make it a question mark? It was a strange question. I felt like it was some kind of trick. Oh. No. No? I hope it wasn't. No, I do. I love you. Aw. And I love this. Aw. And sometimes I forget it's recording, so I hope I never run office. I am still, I'm so proud of myself for never not recording. Like, I, I have never had, I'm waiting for it to happen where we talk for like 45 minutes and get really intense about a movie, and then I realize I never hit the record button. It's going to happen one day. I've and accepted I that it's going to happen. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, it just hasn't happened yet. But again, regardless, it's nice because then we get to talk to each other anyway, so it's all good. Yeah. And now on today's very special 78th episode, that magic number, uh, what movies are we covering? We are covering some years. Um, Good night, mommy. Two thousand fifteen. I want to say they're both two thousand fifteen. And two thousand fifteen's Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. So this uh, is a very, in a way, strategic episode because it let us cover two festival favorites, two kind of. Um, fairly not mainstream but successful in a different way genre movies and very kind of different approaches to standard genres if you will of recent Mm -hmm. years uh i had seen both before and am excited to discuss them with you because you had not seen either right correct the mundo okay and it was interesting these both are very 
the kind of movies that are very interesting to watch again uh, mm. for various reasons. Uh, I will say that when we get, I, I think I've, I've already, I've been thinking really hard about this and I think we'll do Bone Tomahawk first because okay. I think with Goodnight Mommy, there is no way to talk about it without, without spoiling giving it. away a lot. So we Boom. are going to spoil Goodnight, Mo- Goodnight Mommy. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So we'll do that one second. This way you can tune out if you need to. Um, but yeah, two two very different movies. Um, but I think, again, they were both discussed quite a bit in our film community, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been looking forward to talking about them with you. Okay. Okay. You might not be looking forward to it. Um, I am looking forward to talking about one of them. I think I know exactly where this is going, and it's going to be fascinating. Uh, So before we do that, um, we like to talk here about other movies we've been watching. See, senorita. Now you, ma'am, have do this crazy sadomasochist thing where Mm. you decide to watch a horror movie every day this month. Is that still going on? Um, we had one or two slip-ups. Oh, okay. Um, let me tell you, it has been busy uh-huh. in my household. I also, I started to get kind of depressed watching these movies. Ooh, yeah, you gotta balance it. You really do. Um, first time this has ever happened to me in my life. Oh, do you think it was because of the nature of the films you were watching, or just other stuff in life? How about you tell me when I tell you the movies I have All right, watched? I, that is a deal. I tried to keep it light. So I think I had mentioned last time that we were watching the Fright Nights or we had watched right. them. Yes, yes. I couldn't remember where I left off because last night, I, last time I didn't reference my phone mm-hmm. at all. Yes. But I do know that after we got done podcasting last time, I went and watched Splinter. Yay. Because you had suggested it. I had. And I like that movie good. a lot. That pleases and me. And Zach had never seen it and, and he really liked it too. Good, good, good. good. It's it's a surprising movie if you don't know what you're getting into. It's just much better than it has to be. Yeah. And it's just really good and really well acted and and really cool looking. I I agree. Yeah. Um I failed to pay close attention to Event Horizon again. <laughs> this is the second time I've barely made it through okay. this movie. Okay. Can't focus on it. I can understand that. It's this Yeah little depressing yeah and i i have never it's been a long time since i've sat down and rewatched it beginning to end mm-hmm. and i really don't know how i feel about that movie i feel like for a while there was this um agreement again within the film community that it was very underrated and that it was one of the best horror films of the 90s and all that and i feel like in the last couple of years that tide has turned again yeah and people are kind of back to saying like eh, you know it's it's uh, um, I don't know. It's a great cast. Uh, it's, it's a tremendous cast. Yeah. For me, it is very boring. Mm. It's very long, and I fell asleep during it the first time I watched it. Um, missed a lot of it, and then all of a sudden, Sam Neill has no eyes, and yeah. I'm like, I missed so much of this. So I always had the intentions of going back to it, but and it wasn't that I wasn't present. I sat. I didn't have my phone on me. I watched it. I don't didn't retain anything. I kept looking around, and my mind would wander. It was just mm-hmm. I don't think it's for me at this point. Yeah, I'll, eventually I'll give it another go, but um, that could be like 
I have this list of things. I'm like, you know, when I'm retired, I'm going to do all these things. And I feel like (laughs) rewatching that, you know, like the lights off, but like sitting down and just doing nothing but watching that. That's a retirement movie. Oh, all right. Well, for your retirement gift, I'll I'll get you the The glass cut. Yeah. Sounds sounds good. Whatever, whatever they call their special movie watching thing. You know what? We, got, we have a deal. I'll treat you to the early bird special at Denny's, oh, and then we'll come home and watch uh, Event Horizon. Oh boy! I can't a, wait. With our eyeballs, because now we're looking like sixty years into the future when that's how we're going to do things. Yeah. Um, so you would be proud. Um, and this was an attempt to bring levity. We Even after Fright Night, there was no levity. I felt really bogged mm. down by this process. Mm. So we watched Child's Play 1 and 2. Yay! Which we didn't watch when we did our Bride of Chucky, okay. Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky. Okay, what's funny, AMC has been running all the movies. And yesterday, I ended up watching most of Part 3 and 4. Or Part mm. 3 and parts of Part 4. Um. So we didn't get to three yet. Okay. I kept insisting that there was no three. <laughs> like, no, there's no. No, they just no skip three. it. They go one, two, four. I th- thought they went one, two, bride. No, they I go didn't one, know. two, military academy, Christine. I don't think I've ever seen it. Wow, and I was saying with the obviously with the exception of the last film. Child's Play was so special to me for a lot of reasons, but one of which was it was the only franchise where I saw every installment in the movie theater. That's, that is quite yeah. the feat. I mean, I started at the age of six, for which is a whole other thing. But no, I got to see every one of those in the theater. Well, I have to watch three now, I guess, because I was insistent that it didn't exist. <laughs> uh, how was it rewatching one and two? Um, one is really good. It is. I forget how good it's it a is. Go- it's a really good horror movie. It really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will can I I'll admit something to you and the six people that listen to this. So you know that I had a relationship of sorts with the the person that played with Andy Barkley. Uh, yeah. So Alex Vincent is his name and he played the little boy in Child's Play. Um I never had any type of connection to those movies growing up. So like I didn't look at him and say, Oh, he looks like that little boy. But <laughs> Going forward, I could seeing stills and stuff. I was like, "Oh, that's Alex. That little boy is Alex." So I was, I think I was kind of terrified of watching it and like being into a little kid. <laughs> so I think I've avoided it. But thank God that didn't happen. That's one adorable little boy that is a little boy that Christine did not have inappropriate feelings about. <laughs> so. We're just going to let that sit there for a while and let it fester. (laughs) He's a very nice man. I remember Uh, when you told me about this, my mind was blown. Because if I didn't already feel close to you at that moment. Yeah. Um, We're still friends to this day. So, guys, dreams do come true. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's one of the reasons why in my adult life I've never rewatched those first two. I can understand that. Yeah. Because I was worried. Yeah. Because it could be weird. It could have been, I don't know, I don't see live movies of my husband at that age. I I, I don't know. I guess I thought maybe I was a terrible person and didn't realize it. No, no, no. Um, I, I think there there is merit to that being weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that first one's real good. The second one, I already forgot. <laughs> second one, you have um, uh, Christine Elise, or Emily Valentine, right. as I call her. Uh, oh, actually, it's a great cast, because it's Jenny Agutter and Garrett Graham. And uh, it's the Toy Factory finale. Yep. 
So the Toy Factory finale is burned in my brain. Yeah. It makes me think I've seen this movie hundreds of times, but I just think I've ended up seeing the end so many times. Because it's always on cable. It's always on AMC every year, runs the movies. And if you're like me, somehow you do. You always end up turning it on at that exact moment when that starts. Because then it goes Uh, right into the beginning of three, which is kind of similar to the beginning of one in a way. I need to see three to see if I remember it. Yeah, three is my least favorite but I still like it. Like I, I think that is a fr- that's probably my favorite franchise. Like that and Final Destination. Mm. But oh, like, funny you mentioned that. Oh boy. Well, because Final Destination, like they're all like the difference between the really good ones and the lesser ones is very small. Like I think <laughs> they're all really solid. With Child's Play, it, they're all even three to me is the worst one, but it's not bad. It's just an okay horror movie. Whereas you just run this beautiful gamut of being really good horror movie to two, which is kind of mean, but has like a definite tone. Mm -hmm. Three, which is okay, but again, not bad. And then you get four and five, which just go in this completely different direction that just gets crazier and crazier and funnier and funnier. Amazing. Yeah. And then the the reboot, which I think is was actually a great way to do it because they kind of say, okay, we reached our limit as far as like we can't, we're as is. Chucky wasn't scary anymore, and Chucky got to, like, Seed of Chucky is so zany, and it's my favorite one, uh, that, you know, where do you go from there? It makes sense to reboot it completely, but what they do is they reboot it in a way that's really honoring the history of the, of the of everything else, and kind of incorporates a little bit of everything, and also goes in this different direction of being, like, a classic Dark House movie. I oh, yeah. hate it. You hate it? A curse was so bad. Oh! <laughs> we make fun of it to this Well, day. I'll make fun of you to my dying day. You're, I'm about to get even further on your shit list in a minute. <gasps> You're, um, we rewatch, I, I rewatched House of the Devil because Zach had never seen it, and he, he claims to hate Ty West. But I said, <laughs> but wait, House of the Devil is good. And I still think it is. I still do, too. I don't really like... I didn't like Innkeepers, and I have really strong feelings about the Sacrament, but um, well, sacrament. yeah, House, House of the Devil is great. Yeah, so I was like, let's watch it. There's no way you can say that you hate him after this. And he was like, man, eh, it's a movie. I feel like I get that. If you're not like, at the, I could see watching it now for the first time feeling a bit like you have been hit with a nostalgia bomb, mm-hmm. but at the time, that was yeah. not like a thing that was happening and it wasn't a common nostalgia it wasn't like the 80s it's going for late 70s and that is not something that you see that much but that now i get it there's a bit of a fatigue yeah if you just finish binging stranger things then yeah it feels weird so i could see that but i i can never not have seen it for the first time like me too when i saw it so i'm still a big Mm. fan of it um did I? I don't know if I said I watched Return of the Living. No, I did say I watched Return of the Living Dead last time. I just Always put it good. on my list. Weird. Um, so we watched all the Final Destinations Yay. except four. Four is my least favorite. I know, but you still stand by it. I do. I still think four is. Okay, here's the thing. Four has two things going for it. One, it's really short. It is short. Uh, two, actually, three things. Uh, number two, <laughs> actually, there's seven. <laughs> actually, I can't count. <laughs> well, the second thing is that um, it gets a little meta. It like I feel like it's it's it 
it is meta. Like when they're doing the whole um, watching a movie and like they're kind of playing around with, with things. And the yeah. other thing is it's really funny. Like the, all the stuff with Michael T. Williamson, um, spoiler alert, when he dies – before he does, like, after he's tried to kill himself and it hasn't worked out, and then, like, the next scene, he's like, you know what? I'm okay. This is great. I'm gonna live. I'm, I'm really happy about this. And then he just gets hit by a car. <laughs> I still remember that, and it still makes me laugh just thinking about it. Good. I'm glad. Okay. We watched the opening because we were like, yeah, let's watch the opening. And I was, and I got fatigue. I was like, nah, I know this movie. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I, th- I would rank it last without, without any question. Yeah, me too, definitely. What's, what's your ranking? We got to do it. What's yours? Um, it changes all the time, Ooh. but I'm going to say, I had a, I had it really solidly nailed down this time. I'm going to say two, three, nope, five, two, three, one, four. Um, I'm really close to that. I am five, two, one, three, four. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Any, I really have taken to three over the last couple years. Um, the last rewatch or two, like it's for some reason it really hits for me. Mm. Like I really like aspects of three. Um, but, and I usually champion one, but this last time one, you, I felt I saw the failings of one in mm. a new light. Like, it really falls apart towards the end. It, I would agree with that. But I still love it. Yeah. I, I love it. Other than four, they're like the perfect franchise. Mm-hmm. And five is so good. Oh my gosh. I've, like, I've seen five once or twice now, but like, man, it's still impactful. Yep. Yep. Like, I, I almost started crying at the end of it. Oh. Because I got so sad. Everybody, I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil Final Destination Five for you guys. <laughs> but it's like I felt I knew what was going to happen. Em, yeah, I wasn't I like blind to it. Yeah. But when it started to happen, I was like, Oh God! Why? Oh, no, don't do it! Don't do it! And so, like, I I think the characters in Five are really likable, and I think that's a problem with Four, and to me, Three, like. I, I don't care as much about everybody. Like, and yeah. to its credit, that series still does a way better job than almost any slasher cumulative, cumulatively as far as like giving its characters a, a little enough that even the ones that die early, you have something for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I understand, girl. I get you. Yeah. So I don't know. I just felt like, look, I need to. I'm getting a little bummed out, so I need to mm-hmm. get some levity. Yeah. Um, and then we went and saw Jack Reacher in the movie theater. What'd you think? Um, I didn't like the first one, so I don't really know why we went to see the <laughs> second one. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a movie. There is what I found interesting. There's been a discussion going on lately, and I now I haven't seen any of the films that this discussion references, mm-hmm. but pointing out that the last rounds of Tom Cruise action movies, what it what they have had in common is that all of them have a or have a great action role for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have any feelings on that in this one? 
Yeah, what's her face? It's, uh, Maria it's Hill. Colby, yeah, Colby Schmolder. Yeah. Colby, Schm- Colby Schmolderson. Smolder. So I don't know. Colby, Colby something. S- Colby. Yeah. Colby. I don't Colby, know. Chick- Colby Smolder. I think she needs to work on that name. <laughs> she she <laughs> does. You know. <laughs> I don't want to tell you how to live your life, lady, but you're doing it wrong. Um. She she was good in it. I liked her in it. And there's like this thing with like a younger female character. Like it was all fine. I just it's not my thing. It's not my genre. It was really like we're gonna cancel Movie Pass soon because the price finally went up. Ah, uh, gotcha. And it makes it not be worth it for us anymore. Sure. Um, so we were trying to like get as much out of it as we could. Makes sense. And my mom is coming to visit, and she has told us we cannot see a few movies because she wants to see them. <laughs> so one of them was Ouija. Okay. So I would have just gone and saw Ouija, but I can't. Oh, okay. So I saw Jack Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. That's everything? Yep. Okay. Um, I have a mix. I really do. Never, never let anybody say I'm a one note pony, Christine. Never let I've them never, say it because they're I've lying. All right, so a few horror movies that I did see. Uh, I, my mother did not insist that I wait for her to go see Ouija: Origin of Evil. Ouija. <laughs> so I did go. We went. Um, me, Brandon, and Jason went at like the eleven a.m. showing last week. Love it. Uh, no, I had not seen the first Ouija. I was told I did not have to. Uh, and I went to see this because it's Mike Flanagan, and as we've well, said, we're both big fans of his work. Uh, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I think Brandon liked it quite a bit. Jason did not. Um, really? For what it for whatever it's worth, and I know you often agree more with him than you do with me, but whatever. Never. Well, <laughs> um, but what I thought, I mean, typical typical of a Mike Flanagan film. Uh, really well written. Um, yeah. The family, you really like the family. The kid, the girls, and the mother are all sympathetic, but they're funny. They have a believable, but like very personal relationships with each other where like you get their dynamic it's not um there's nothing cliche about their interactions mm-hmm. it's like i i feel like i chuckled a lot for the first half oh, of it fun. um and the the horror stuff is okay some of the scares are pretty good uh it it, it kind of got to me very messy when it kind of had to explain itself Mm-hmm. And I wish it just hadn't. It kind of feels like they tack on a lot that it didn't need. Um, mm. But overall, I liked it quite a bit. So that's my take on it. I look forward to hearing what you think about it. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I have I have um, realistic but high hopes for okay. it. I, I'm excited. And the other thing that was kind of cool, again, I don't go to the movies often because it's just, mm-hmm. I'm just old. Um, but, you know, you go to the movies and you see trailers, which used to be really exciting for me. I used to love trailers. And now I go and I feel like they take so long and I'm not, I'm just seeing the same ones and there's nothing I ever anything good. But I got to say, like, I think we saw like three or four trailers for cinematic horror films and they all looked good and different mm-hmm. and exciting. And it was like this weird thing of being like, oh, that's not, to my knowledge, based on anything. That's, that's, I think that's an original story. I think that, you know, oh, that looks like a slasher, but it's not a sequel. It's something fresh. And mm-hmm. it just, yeah, you know, kind of made me happy just for that. Yay. Um, something that didn't make me happy oh, was no. uh, on Netflix Instant Watch. Um, 
I figured the title seemed appropriate for the month, so I watched The House's October Built. Okay, that's actually on my list. Uh, I'll be curious what you think of it. It is found footage, which, you know, I, hey, I love a good found footage film. I generally I hate I a bad it one. found footage. It is found footage. Oh, okay. uh, I would rank it somewhere in the middle of found of of if I was making a giant list of <laughs> ranking them. It's you kind should. of right in the middle. Um, the idea is great. The concept is this group of white people um, decide that they are going to film themselves like looking for the best Halloween haunt. So they're going cross country and they're going to all these haunted houses and everything. And of course, you know, uh, they piss somebody off maybe, or somebody's after them, but is it just a joke? We don't know. Let's wave our camera around so that I can't see anything. And I don't know either. Uh, I, I really can't say that I saw this movie because there's nothing to see. It's so dark. Really? It is so darkly lit. Wow. Um, again, it's, I know some people that really like it. It has a great name. It has a great idea. The actors are fine. Uh, I don't, a lot of times I found footage, you end up hating the characters. I didn't hate anybody. I just didn't know them. Yeah. Like I realized at a certain point, I don't know how many of them there are. I know there is a guy with a beard. I know there's a girl. I know there's another guy without a beard. There might be two of them or maybe three. I don't know. And like that just kind of says something to me that I just, I had no investment in this movie whatsoever. You shouldn't have to like, it shouldn't be something that you figure out. Yeah. It should be presented to you in a clear way. Right. Like I should just like, be you're just attentive in these viewer. people. Yeah. And yeah. I just had, I don't know. I just felt very nothing from it. Um, you might like it. And I, and I, cause I do, I know a lot of people that are like, no, 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 I, I should really like that one. And that's fine. Uh, it just, it, there was a lot that I didn't like about it. Um, so it's, it's not really a recommend, but it's kind of, again, it's such a good idea. And there's some cool imagery. There's some cool costume mm-hmm. stuff going on. Yeah, it's on your list. Watch it and then tell me what you think. Okay. Um, I watched also on Netflix, Most Likely to Die. Uh, this is a new slasher. Oh, um, I saw the beginning of it. Oh, I didn't finish it though. Um, <laughs> oh, talk about it and I'll tell you a funny story. <laughs> Please. Oh, wait. D- d- I want to hear the funny story. Oh, well, it's called Most Likely to Die. It right? is. So it pops up, and actually, Netflix sent me an email. Hey, Christine, you're going to love this. You should watch Ooh. this movie. And I was like, all right, Netflix. Um, so we were just kind of like fucking around, not doing anything, like on a Saturday afternoon. And I was like, oh, like, let's just start this and see if it grabs us. So we put it on, and most likely to die. All right. And it, I mean, you watched it. It does what it does. And then I'm like, I'm not really into it. Zach's like, I'm not really into it. So we shut it off. And I swear, like, ten minutes later, Zach's like, oh, most likely to die. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why did you think it was called that? He's like, I couldn't figure it out. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) But it's called most likely to die because it's like a high school thing. It's it's like like most likely likely to succeed, most likely to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely to die. And I was like, it's pretty clear that's what they're getting. <laughs> I didn't realize it was, yeah, um, so uh, intellectual in its approach. Um, um, yeah. yeah, I, 
Uh, this was okay. I, you know what? It's fine. Like, basically, this is Slaughter High made in 2016. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a real absolutely yeah, like a bunch of teenage like in high school. These teenagers probably pl- they played a prank on a misfit kid. Bad things happened. It's now their 10 year reunion. They're all getting together at this rich kid's house before they go to the party to celebrate, and they start dying. Uh, it, you know, and there's like people there. Uh, Heather Morris from Glee is in it, and she was always great on Glee. Mm-hmm. Um, Paris Paris Hilton is yep. in it, and he's like he's genuinely awful, but he does scream really hilariously. I don't know if you got to the point where he screamed. I don't think I did. Okay, because it's just, I mean, he's, like, really, he's not a good actor at all, and he's just annoying. And if you know anything about him as a person, you like, you're kind of annoyed by him. <laughs> uh, but, so in the movie, like, he's just there, and all of a sudden, something happens where he has to scream, and he screams like a woman. But it's hilarious when it happens, and then it just happens throughout from that point on. So mm-hmm. that was, was very good. Um, this, this was okay. Like, it was fine. Uh, I like me a good pick em off slasher in creative ways. You get For that. sure. Uh, I don't know. There was something missing in this movie, and I don't know what it was. Because it had, like, all of these tools to, like, okay, you have a, you have a good cast, you have this great location, you have a great mm-hmm. concept, and it's fine. Like, it just didn't, it, like, was missing a spark or something. I don't, and I don't know what it was, but, so it was okay. Um... A film I watched based on your confused recommendation. <laughs> I, Sounds like me. Well, because I've seen this movie talked about on our Facebook groups, and some people have been saying they loved it, and some people have been saying they didn't like it at all. And I believe your reaction was, I think I liked it. And this was on Netflix Instant, Baskin. Oh, yeah. I did have a confused feeling. I'm with you on that. Uh, like... Right? Yeah, because this is an Israeli film? Did we figure that out? I can't remember. I think it's Israeli. I watch so much foreign horror, I just can't <laughs> keep track. Something like I that. Speak I speak so many languages, I can't even just tell them apart sometimes. Uh, so the thing about this movie, like, I am, I will look forward to seeing something else done by that director. <laughs> because it looks great. And mm-hmm. oh, I agree. But, yeah, yeah, the sure. visuals and the monster stuff is really cool. Like the main bad guy, that design of that creature was the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. Uh, the sound is great. The lighting is great. But much like some of the other movies on my list, I just didn't give a shit. Yeah, I didn't know these characters. They they were jerks. And then there was one guy who I guess wasn't wasn't a jerk, but he didn't do anything to make me not think he was a jerk. Because when his no, yeah. cohorts he were didn't. being jerks, he didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. I didn't know who he... He didn't seem to have any history. Like, oh, he was the kid in the beginning. Okay, but I don't know that kid, so I don't care about him as a grown-up now. And so it was weird. It was like, story-wise, it, maybe they cut stuff. I don't know. It wasn't that long. It was only about 90 minutes. It's, I guess it could have been longer because it was missing character. So I just, it looked cool and there were some really cool sequences, but it, I just did not give a shit. When this movie ended, I said, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. And it, a lot of it worked for me and was interesting. And a lot of it was just like maybe superfluous and a little like, uh, trying to be shocking. It's, yeah, it tries very hard to yeah. be weird. Yeah. 
And even like concept wise, because I don't really know what happened in the movie at all. But it seemed to have ideas. Like there was a great line where the character says, "Like hell, it's not an it's hell isn't a place; it's inside of you." Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Go with yeah. that. So yeah, is that I what agree. this is? Are we in? You know, is this just another level of humanity or what? Oh, I don't know. It just kind of ends. Yeah. So it was weird. It was very odd. But I overall yes, I like agree. like it's one of those like I wouldn't not recommend it, but I wouldn't give it a positive rating. I think because I I don't think I liked it, but I appreciate but i liked things about it i guess i'm uh, glad you watched it yeah yeah i just got really curious because i you you I, I put it on my list after you said i don't know what i thought about it uh and then i've seen a lot of people talking about it on facebook and ranging from very positive to very negative um and it yeah it's yeah i, I could see it being really divisive yep. and like somebody being really passionate but i guess maybe that was part of the reason why i didn't i wasn't passionate about it <laughs> in any direction yeah and i feel like a movie like that you should have like a real extreme feeling about like yep. or like at least one you can acknowledge yeah and but it, it it for me it was just it never invested anything in its characters yeah. So by the time the story starts happening, it's like halfway through the movie and you get to where the movie kind of picks up and goes from. But I know nothing about these people who are being tortured and maybe sent to hell or maybe not. So I just, I really, they seemed like assholes, like bad people. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, the movie wasn't asking me to like root for them to get hurt. It just put them there and I think I was supposed to care about the young guy because he was kind of baby faced but yeah didn't do anything to make me be on his side when his friend was beating up an innocent guy like so I just had such a problem because I had just no I I could not connect to it Mm -hmm. Uh, all right on because I'm me um if they're gonna do a musical I'm gonna watch it so when Fox aired the Rocky Rocky Show, let's do the time warp or let's time warp again um yeah me and my husband watched it and you know here's the thing okay now all I have seen is people being negative about this and complaining first of all don't complain about rebooting a musical guess what A musical is made in the hopes that it is going to be revived dozens of times over the next 60 years, right? Nobody goes around saying, you know, that showboat revival was good, but it won't hold a candle to the original in 1929. Yeah, nobody does that because musicals are meant to constantly be reinterpreted. Mm -hmm. So you want to remake the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Go for it. What can you do with it? Well, you know, you could do something with it. Uh, this was, I'm going to say, this was cute. And I know that's yeah, the wrong I word. I watched the beginning of it. Well, the, you know what? It, I thought it took a while to kick in for me. If yeah. I had just watched the first five minutes, I would have been like, ugh, no. Uh, but giving it a little more time, and especially because then uh, some of the cast members that show it, like Adam Lambert I th- was one of the best things in it. You know, he shows up at the hour mark. Uh, you know, this, I didn't even. I guess I didn't make it that far. I don't think you did. Uh, <laughs> look, this, this was essentially the Disney Channel does the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's fine, it, right? Like it. Hey, you know what? You can bitch about it. Hey, maybe it got some fifteen-year-old kid interested in musical theater. 
Or that's maybe, literally what I thought while I was watching because we, we were going to watch something else, and I just put it on because people were tweeting about it, and I had yep. no intention of following it through. So I just put it on, and I was like, and it really hit me like, oh, this is going to like affect some people and color the way they live the rest of their lives. Yeah, right. And and that's, that's the thing right. about musical theater. Musical theater has, you know, the kids that grew up with musical theater are usually the. Kind of, a lot of times it's kids who don't, who like can't find where they belong. And Rocky Horror is very much about that. It's about embracing the weird or the, you know, what what if you don't fit into a mold. Now, this is a very commercialized mold. But hey, there's a kid that, there are still kids that go to Hot Topic and that's part of their identity. This gave them that. Uh, and yeah. the, the actual muse, like as a musical, I mean, everybody could sing, everybody could dance. Um, you know, they didn't, not everybody could act. Christina Milian should never be allowed to act. I thought the exact thing as well. Yeah. Uh, I've seen her in more Lifetime slash ABC family Christmas movies than I'd care to admit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if you watched one of them with me last year. She was in the Christmas in the city one. Did you watch that? Um, she was the bat. She was the villain in it. I don't think so. Okay. I hopefully, I hopefully, you might have avoided that. that. She really like. It, it's kind of like I was saying this to Brandon. Um, you know how? Okay, RuPaul's Drag Race fans will know this. Like Roxy Andrews just can't act. Uh huh. Like you just you give her a script and she reads it and you just it's amazing. You just can't believe a word she's saying because she just somehow lacks that connection to under to, to know how to speak when acting christina million's like that even when she's not speaking like mm-hmm. i mean she she can sing fine enough so when she's singing she's okay but you look at her you're like oh god get off get off get, get her off stage she does not know what to do with her body or to signify anything that is a performance um so she was terrible but kind of mm-hmm. most everybody else could could act and could sing and could do their thing they might not have been cast right like i mean casting laverne cox was a strong decision but i don't know what it said Mm -hmm. because she essentially played it and comes off as a woman uh kind of this you know very almost grace jones-esque amazon which is cool but the movie doesn't really change anything to have that make sense because at that point when brad's attracted to her that's not weird you know when janet's attracted to her that could be weird um so, I mean, you know, and it doesn't do anything with that. This wasn't, mm-hmm. this is not going to be reviewed in gender studies or anything like that. Um, but it was cute. If you have like a 12-year-old gay nephew who just uh, can't seem to find something that he enjoys on TV or something, this might be a good bonding experience with him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, yeah, I'm not damning this the way other musical theater fans are. Uh, okay, then we get into, like I said, I'm varied, so I, you know, I go from, uh, you know, my slashers to my musicals to 2014's Pompeii. Oh, fun. How was that? Uh, so this was fun. Uh, I watched this, Married with the Clickers had covered it when they do Armageddon. Uh, they do all disaster movies, and they talked about this one. And I really like volcanoes. I love volcano movies. Mm-hmm, volcanoes mm-hmm. are scary, man. I don't want to die being covered by lava. Uh, so Pompeii essentially is Rome with a volcano. Um, and it is the most standard uh, movie ever in a lot of ways. 
Like the kind of movie, like you have your handsome hero and he has a sidekick who is not white. All the not white people are very heroic. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have the evil senator who is Kiefer Sutherland and he is so miscast that it's amazing. And it's very typical. Like the best example is that there is a moment when Kit Harrington is on a horse and he's running from volcano lava and of course the music is really big and he has to jump through flames or like the the bridge is breaking and he has to jump and the music just stops and it's slow motion and then you see him emerge from the horse and as he does the music kicks back kicks back in that happens twice in the movie <laughs> Ooh. like it's all of those very predictable beats you're like okay this is when his um you know, his fellow gladiator, who at first was his enemy, becomes his friend, right? Here. Yeah. And this is when his fellow gladiator, who's now his friend, sacrifices himself to save others. And this is when, and it's totally that movie. Uh, but I mean, it's also like, there's lava. There's gladiators. Uh-huh. It's sort of, it's a PG-13 rated version of Spartacus with lava. And Kit Harrington okay. worked out really hard for this movie, Christine. Oh, uh, well, that makes me need to watch it, right? Well, like, I am, I'm not a, like, muscle person. Like, I, I don't, you know, muscles don't do anything exciting for me. But, mm-hmm. like, the movie begs you to look at Kit Harrington <laughs> and be like, oh my god. Exciting. Like, he just... <laughs> so, Christine apparently was, um, as she was laying on her divan being fed grapes by her servant girls, she hung up the call, right? That's what happened? I did. You yeah. were fantasizing yeah. about Jon Snow's abs. Is that who that guy is? Yeah, it's Jon Snow. All right, all right. Yeah, I, I mean, trust you. Like, it just, the movie... I, like, this isn't me. Like, the movie Strong forces you to like, acknowledge, wow, he did a lot of crunches. And look at the IMDb trivia for that movie. It's all about him working out. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't I mean, know. It, it was fun. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, then onward to, I don't know what year this was. I think it was like 2003 or so. Beowulf and Grendel with... Uh, dude, what's his name? Gerard Butler and Sarah Polly. Uh, this is a Beowulf movie. This, this was before the okay. like CGI Beowulf. Uh, yeah, it is okay. a telling. I was be my yeah. next what's up? I was going to be my next question. Ah. Like, where does this sit? Huh? It, yeah, the it timeline. is. It is a telling of the Beowulf tale, set and filmed, I think, in ice or Norway, like somewhere over there where, you know, everybody's tall and Nordic and stuff. Uh, and it is a fairly straightforward. This was really enjoyable. Um, I don't have much to say about it other than there were, uh, Stellan Skarsgård is in it, Ooh. and there's a lot of mead and talk of Beowulf's urine and how bad it smells and beheadings. Um, so if you like beheadings and you like Neanderthalic giants hunting people and Gerard Butler fighting them, this, this was a good time. I enjoyed it. Oh, all right. Uh, then upon your recommendation, I checked out Holy Hell on Netflix. Documentary. 
Oh, I was like, what the fuck is that? You watched yes. it and told me to. I did. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's, it's yeah. again, we've talked about both of us find cults very interesting. We do. And especially cults where it doesn't, you know, not all cults have to end with everybody committing suicide. So that's nice. And this, um, you know, it's just very much about the members and about their leader who was mm-hmm. a weird, fascinating guy. And weird, fascinating guy. Yeah, they usually are. That's how they get cults. Uh, but this this was entertaining. And then to close things out, Christine, uh, what do you think the last, what, what's like, how am I going to end this? What's the last movie I watched? Citizen Kane. Close. Mm-hmm. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, fun. I thought you were going to go classy with it. I just couldn't nail it down. Yeah, I had, I had never seen this movie. Uh, I'm in a book club and we read the book not that long ago. And I said to myself, I've never seen that movie. And it's on Netflix Instant. So I said to myself, I'm going to watch that movie. And I did. Uh, first off, you have to get by the fact that Mickey Rooney playing an Asian character is really the most offensive thing ever. Like... I yeah. have heard I've, about I've, it. I've read about it. I've never seen it. Yeah, it really is as bad as you think and maybe a little worse. So you get that out of the way. Uh, the movie itself, what it comes down to, not really for me, not my kind of movie, but I will. I, I get it. I get the appeal. I get why um, women... Why, why, like, this was such a style icon of a movie. I get why women love it. I get why uh, Audrey Hepburn became such an icon. The The look of it is great. The, the kind of fashion sense the movie has is really appealing and special. And I, I get all those things. Uh, Audrey Hepburn is fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. Um, what doesn't work for me is just kind of the love story which isn't in the book and they cram it in and makes it uh, ends up undoing a lot of what's really interesting about that character in the book which is that she doesn't get tied down and she is Mm -hmm. still who she is in the movie spoiler alert she ends up with the guy and it doesn't make sense um so i mean it's one of those classics that i felt i should watch and i did and i will probably never watch it again but now i can die saying i saw it so there well, yeah. Cat. Oh, the cat was excited. Angelique re- is a excited. She's a big fan of it. She yeah. um, really likes Breakfast at Tiffany's and gets angry, apparently, when I say I don't love it. Yeah, I've never felt super compelled to seek it out. Yeah, I don't think you have to. Uh, it's, you know, it's on Instant Watch. It's, yeah. Eh, yeah, it's a product of its time, which is good and bad and fascinating and horrifying. So, yeah, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. That that's that. Yay. All right. So with all of that said, how about we take a break? Yeah. Um, go gather our supplies, uh, and then uh un or saddle our horses and head into bone tomahawk territory. Okay. Okay. One man likes to push a plow, other likes to chase a cow. That's no reason why they can't be friends. Territory folks should stick together, territory folks should all be pals. Cowboys dance to the farmers, daughters, farmers dance. 
2015, written and directed by S. Craig Zoller, who I yep. believe is a novelist, uh, Bone Tomahawk. So, mm-hmm. I had seen it before, you had not. It is on okay. Amazon Prime, for those who want to know that. Uh, tell me first, uh, why did you pick this movie, first off? I had heard it was good. Well, that is a wonderful reason to pick a movie. <laughs> People were talking about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, this um, was a big hit in our particular film circles. This was a big yeah. hit. I would say that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I think part of it is is it's a Western, and uh, I am not a big Western fan. I, I can enjoy them, but if you just... If something is a Western, that doesn't mean I'll watch it. I have to, I'll watch it after people tell me it's good. Uh, it is not a genre like a musical. I'll watch any musical. I won't watch any mm-hmm. Western. Mm-hmm. Um, but same for me. Enough people had vouched for it that I checked it out. Yeah, I don't like Westerns. Mm-hmm. Not as a rule, but as right. I get older, I'm finding that more often than not, I don't like them. Did you grow up with them at all? Like, was it big in your household growing up? Not at all. Yeah. My dad likes them, but I don't feel like we have them on a lot as a kid. Um, and I I think that might be part of it. I think for many people, there is something very comforting and alluring about them. Yeah. Um, but there's just, yeah, there, there's, I, I often find them boring. Mm-hmm. And that is not a blanket statement, because obviously there are some that aren't. Um, but overall, it's just not my favorite subgenre. Or genre, even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, so tell me first, uh, give me a little bit. Tell me, what happens in uh, Bone Tomahawk? What's this movie about? (sighs) Okay. Uh, Well, I didn't like this movie. (gasps) Whoa! (laughs) Oh, wow! Okay, I'm just, my mind is blown because I totally thought you were going to be... You the thought reverse. Gonna, I thought you were going to say you didn't like Goodnight Mommy and that you liked this one. I thought I was going to hate Goodnight Mommy. Oh, uh, okay. So, this movie <laughs> is about a bunch of dudes going to find a chick. It's all it's about. I don't. We can argue. It's about humanity or you know the the whatever the fragileness of existence and and the meaninglessness of of ever trying to do anything. Whatever. Great. It's about dudes going to find a lady. And then these weird cannibal savages. I don't know. (laughs) I found this movie exhausting. Okay. Okay. So did you just find it like long or drawn out or? It was long. It was all of those things actually. It was long. It was drawn out. Um, So I, I didn't have unrealistic hopes because I don't particularly you know, go nuts for Westerns, mm-hmm. like we were saying. But enough people whose opinions I really respected were saying super positive things. And the cast is crazy. Such a good cast. Like, I I was like, okay, I'm going to be going to this with the openest of minds. And at first, I was like, yeah, because I thought maybe, maybe we're going to do something different. It opens with Sid Haig. Sid Haig in a motherfucking Western. Like, okay, I'm in. I'm in your movie now. You have me, 100%. And then it just proceeded to to do everything that I find that I don't enjoy in a, in, in a Western or something of a similar genre or pace. It Then everyone was talking the way that they talked in this movie, <laughs> and the dialogue was the way it was, and it just 
like it was very winky at times i felt hmm. like i'm about to tell you a funny joke because language jokes like oh boy we're still are we still here is patrick wilson dead like it, what's going on you know it definitely <laughs> feel it's uh zoller is a is as i said a novelist and it feels written by a novelist which i don't mind i like that that's something i always say about exorcist 3 is that the dialogue feels like i could be reading it on the page but when it's delivered by good actors it, it works for me it's just like rich silky dialogue yeah and this, i didn't know it, that that um, he was a writer yeah yeah, I think according to IMDb, I should. Well, I bet you're, you're probably right. Well, it's not if I'm right. If it's the if it's the internet is right. I'm sure the internet didn't lead you astray. But it, I mean, to me, it's a it's a not the same uh, uh, like speak that I'm used to from westerns. Hmm. Um, let me see. Is the author of the western novel a con- Okay, so yeah, he definitely wrote like a novel or two. So I'm not crazy. But he also wrote a lot of screenplays and did other things. But yeah, but I guess that's my point, is that it does feel written. It's very written, and the dialogue is very written. It is very written. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't is, mind. I give it a pass because I don't know what cowboys talk like, so maybe they talk and like this. Ne- neither do I, and that's why I say it was written like this, and the dialogue was like this. I'm not saying it's good, bad, or wrong. I'm mm-hmm. just saying I don't like it. Okay. It made me roll my eyes. Interesting. Uh, now, of the characters, so we have um, so Patrick Wilson and his wife, Lily Simmons, I guess. Um, so I, I love Patrick Wilson. I always love Patrick Wilson. Me too. However, this movie does break the good rule of patrick wilson which is if you have oh, patrick wilson so show his ass show his ass uh, on, spoiler alert ladies we don't see patrick wilson's ass uh and i hope as did i i mean he has a sex scene but you don't see his ass he's so sweet he is and I, <laughs> that's something i like like so him and his wife and he he has a broken leg uh, so he's feeling very unmanly because it's a Western. And his wife is like the doctor's assistant, but but you kind of learn that the doctor is a drunk. So she ends up doing a lot of the work around town. Mm-hmm. And they have a really sweet relationship. And, you know, we just get a scene or two of them as a married couple. And they are clearly madly in love with each other and respect each other and are good to one another. So when she goes missing... And I mean, she she goes missing when administering medical care to David Arquette. Uh, so even that, like, she is kind of a working woman in a way, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, when she, which goes, I liked, which yeah. I thought, I thought. So I don't. I, I know we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about it. I don't want to give too much away too quick. But I thought that was a real dipsy doodle. Like yeah. I thought, like, oh, look at she's gonna be the the doctor, and this is gonna be different. But then it wasn't. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because then she gets kidnapped. Everybody. Well, well, everybody gets everybody gets kidnapped. I just hit my microphone. Sorry, that's but yes, okay. you're right. Everybody on me again. <laughs> everybody gets kidnapped. You're right about that. It happened in the Wild West. So they, I think it's it's wise in establishing them as a couple and her as a character that you don't want something bad to happen to. 
Yeah, for sure. And and again, like you're watching this and you're thinking, man, it's not even like they they have no and we have no idea what happens to her. Because we just find out it's the next morning and we see that she's not there. David Arquette's not there. The sheriff isn't or the deputy isn't there. We have no way of knowing if they're dead, if they've been kidnapped, if, you know, if they've been tortured, if they've been kidnapped and then dead or if they're still alive. We don't know. The movie doesn't tell us until we get there with the other characters, Uh, which I think is 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 great. I I like that because you really you have no way of knowing just like the characters would have no way of knowing, Mm -hmm. which I think is very effective. Um, The, uh, so then when we get the, you know, rounding up the, the men folk to go find them, uh, it's, you get Kurt. So Kurt Russell, who is the town sheriff. uh, And even like, there's a moment with his wife. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah. Uh, His backup deputy. Richard Jenkins. Yep, very excited to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've said this. I everybody should have a backup deputy. I love him in this, and I love his character he's in this. Really great in it. Yeah, like it's not just that he's kind of the sweet old man who's really loyal to Kurt Russell. It's like he is, and he's very protective of him, and like he can't even yeah. stand to hear like a bad word spoken to him. But like, there's also like. Something that I realized watching it the second time around, like, he's a talker. He talks too much. They kind of, you know, establish that. But, like, I feel like by the end of the movie, I knew everything about his relationship with his dead wife. Mm -hmm. Because, like, throughout he talks about, like, well, you know, Nadine and I used to do this and used to do that. And there's something just really sweet and believable about, hey, if I was a 70-year-old widow in the 1800s, this is, you know, I would probably be obsessed with my dead wife, too. I don't know. There's something mm-hmm. sweet and kind of very, like, it's, maybe it's also because all these other movies I watched where I said Baskin and the houses that October built, I knew yeah. nothing about the characters. And here you have really rich characters. Uh, and then you have Matthew Fox as Brooder. Yes. Now, what did you think of Matthew Fox here? Did you he think he was a- foxy, Christine? Nah, he's better looking than he looked in um um that Tyler Perry movie. He's in a that, Tyler Perry movie. Well, uh, Alex Cross. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tyler. Oh, Perry's. isn't he like really skinny and scary in that? He looks. He looks um like he's not well. Yeah, and I worry for him in it. Um, he looks better than that. I was excited to see him show up too. Yeah, he's and he's he's kind of a dandy. Like he's very well-dressed and even kind of says at one point, like, I I would never go on living if I couldn't look the way I do type thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, I, th- I love him in this. I think he's so, again, like, very specific and deliberate and the way he's, he's kind of a dick. Um, you know, he brags about sleeping with women and about killing Indians and like he's not a good guy but he's also like that guy that you want on your team because he's really good at killing Native Americans yeah uh and he's just I don't know I like his whole like look and demeanor I think is just really neat and it's not quite something you'd always get in this kind of movie like usually you just get the cowboys and maybe you'll get like the fat mayor but here you get you know, like your your typical sheriff, your kind of more sensitive cowboy, and then you get your like dandy cowboy, and I kind of mm-hmm. like it. Um, the 
my biggest issue with this movie the first time I saw it was I really felt like, man, it's 2016 and we're still telling stories about savage Native Americans. Yeah. Did you – now, I felt – I have more to say on that. Uh, but did did that enter your mind? Did you feel it's offensive, it's not offensive? Thoughts? I didn't feel it was offensive because I understand the context of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I do have – I don't really like hearing people, you know, get called savages and getting, you know, how many you killed mm-hmm. and – I am very aware that we came onto someone else's land and, <laughs> and and decided to assert that it was ours and maybe you know the the winner always gets to tell the story so I don't know if that's really if if like they painted it as as of uh, these quote unquote quote savages as villains and I have to believe in the obviously because they showed me the movie is telling me that they are bad guys look mm-hmm. at what they're doing it's bad right but there's a part of me that's just like great fantastic mm-hmm. i don't i don't care this isn't factual to me right this is this is fantastical and now we're doing something fantastical about like subject matter that i'm not really mm-hmm. even that interested in did you think they were supernatural at all I was hoping, Emily. Mm-hmm. I was fucking hoping. That's all I wanted in the world was for it to be. <laughs> I clearly can't hang. Well, can't with you just stories. be aliens, damn it! Yeah. Why aren't you zombies? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought it was going to be a little bit gorier than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it. What's funny is um, the I, Brandon ha- like I had watched it before. And I'd had it, like, on when Brandon was, like, walking in out of the room. So we, he happened to walk in the first time I watched it right at the gory part. Yes. And when we say the gory part, like, it's really fucking gory. And I'm watching it last week. I'm sitting in the living room watching it. And Brandon comes home with his lunch. And he sits down. And I see, like, where I am in the movie. And I look at him. I'm like, would you like to watch something else? And he looks. And he's like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm at that part where they pull apart the dude. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, let's watch something else for now. Um, my thing about the, uh, the politics, if you will, uh, was that the first time I kind of felt similarly, like, uh, you know, do we have to make it about savage Native Americans? This time I realized how deliberately they kind of give themselves an out, which is early in the film, right when they find out that people have been kidnapped, Mm -hmm. um, they bring in, I think they call him the professor, Right, so they bring in the sort of Native American expert who yeah, is a Native yeah, yeah, American, yeah. Yeah. and they say to him, like, who did this? You know, which tribe? And he says, basically, well, it's not really a tribe. We don't consider them natives. We don't consider them like us. These are something entirely different. These are creatures. Like, he, I can't remember the words he uses, but he's essentially mm-hmm. saying... These have nothing to do with the Cherokee and the Sioux and the Algonquins. This is something older than everything. And maybe it is supernatural. They, they're cannibals. None of us are cannibals. I, I think they are kind of deliberately giving you an out to say they're not Native Americans. These are just something else. You know, no, I don't know that I, that's entirely uh, 
solves the problem, if you will. No, when you say that, though, I mean, those are re- that's a really, really good point. That's a really great observation. Mm-hmm. And, like, I wasn't going into this looking to be offended. Like, I wasn't trying to find out, figure out why I'm offended. It's just, you know, you hit, like, the hour and a half mark. And maybe you're a little bit upset with hearing Savage. Right. Or... Fair bragging about killing groups you know and that did not bug me because i felt it was like uh matthew fox is the only character that really keeps saying yeah i've killed over a hundred and because but he's kind of a dick he is a dick and the other characters aren't impressed by that like they're they're kind of uh uncomfortable by it it seems Mm -hmm. uh and then and i mean the movie definitely makes a choice as far as it could have still dealt with the bone tomahawks. <laughs> we don't really have a name for them. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to call them the bone tomahawks. It could have still given them something to where this is just the way they live. This is yeah. how they get along. But it does something very deliberate towards the end, which is it shows the women. Yes. And the women of this tribe are not well cared for. Correct. Uh, it is... You know, it's a very clear, no, they really are bad guys. Because you see what they do to their women is, you know, uh, chop off their limbs, presumably so they wouldn't escape, um, blind them, and just kind of use them as birthing devices based on what you see. Very Hills Have Eyes too, if you will. Yes, I can see that. Uh, and, it, I mean, as a visual, it's really effective. Uh I wonder, I don't know, it's interesting because it didn't have to go that way, but I think Mm -hmm. it does kind of make everything okay because now you're thinking, oh, yeah, no, these were the bad guys. Yeah. I get that. Mm -hmm. You're you're completely right. Everything that you you say is right. Well, that's usually true. I mean. It's true. Come on. And I, I... like people really like this a lot. So why do you think they do? And why, what do you think about that? It doesn't work for you. I just, I didn't, wasn't charmed by any of it. I was bored most of the time. I, and I watched the whole thing. Look, you watched it all in one sitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe, I don't believe that this was incompetently done. I don't think that it was poorly written. I, so this to me is a successful piece of art that was not for me. Sure. I had no idea how little there would be for me here. Like, I really thought that, that there would be something for me. And there, but in the end, I felt, I didn't feel like there was anything. Um, I point to JT Petty's The Borrowers. Oh, yeah. Uh, as a movie that I thought there would be nothing for me mm-hmm. in. And I love that movie. So I kind of, I guess I was thinking like, oh, well, this is not particular a particular subject matter or setting that I'm into. But it's got this cast and yeah. people are raving about yeah, it. So yeah. maybe maybe I need to look past the setting and the, and the genre. And I, it didn't, uh, clearly I was, I was mistaken. The Burrowers is a great movie to bring up because it it is also, I mean, set during the same time. It is an Old West movie about a lot of 
um, morally ambiguous characters. It has a great yep. cast. You have Clancy Brown, so of course it's yep. great. Uh, and it's really good. The Brewers is so good. I love it. Um, and... Yeah, see, both times I've watched this, I will say, more for logistical reasons than anything, I did not sit here and watch it beginning to end. Yeah. It is a long movie. It's over two hours. Um, uh, for me, when I watch a movie kind of in halves, I never feel the running length the same way. The flip side of that is I don't necessarily get the gut punch I should often. Mm-hmm. And I know the first time I watched it, I remember thinking that, like... I think I started watching it at the gym and then came home and watched more and then finished it the next day. And that did hurt the effect for me because you don't necessarily expect to see a man literally torn apart and scalped if, yeah. you know, an hour earlier when you start watching the movie. It just doesn't feel like it's going to be that kind of movie. Yeah. And I think sitting down and getting that in one sitting to me would have I would think would have a bigger effect Mm -hmm. um but the flip side of that for me that I think maybe did help is that I've never found this boring but I'm not sitting here watching it for two hours I sat and watched it for 40 minutes and then a half hour and then another Mm -hmm. 40 minutes and then to me with that it's it has almost like an episodic feel which kind of works yeah I can see that Uh, the opium, apparently, always keep opium on you. Yep. When you're... Lesson learned. Lesson learned when you're hunting alien cannibal savages who are going to do very bad things to your body. Uh, and it's going to sound really awful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you gotta give this movie credit for that, for those sound effects. Like, every, like, bones break a lot in this movie, and every time, like, I'm not a squeamish person, but I think sounds get me almost more than visuals do now, for whatever reason, and I I cringed quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was effective. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I I liked the violence in it. Yeah. Did you like the music at the very end? No. <laughs> it's very, um, it's a choice. It's definitely a choice. It's a choice. A, a lot of, I can say that about a lot of this. A lot of this was a choice. Yeah. The, uh, the end of the movie, you get to the credits and like, it, and it has a very quick ending too. Like, it does. You're right. Once it ends, it just kind of ends. Like you're just kind of expecting like a fade out, but you don't get that. You just kind of get exit, turn to dark, and then kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like... Gunsmoke-esque uh, theme song, if you yeah. will. It's very grandiose. Yeah, and it does not fit the tone of what's come before at all. Uh, I don't mind it, because I feel like it's almost a wink, somehow. Um, yeah. But it's it's a, it's a an odd choice. It definitely is. Well, it definitely didn't impact my enjoyment, or lack thereof, of this movie. I was already out by that point, okay. so... I was, was there, like, like oh, a particular... Okay thing that were a moment where you said kind of uh, I'm out it's not going to win me back oh geez um I I have I don't know if this was the exact moment where that happened but I have a distinct memory of sitting there watching Patrick Wilson hobble around and get stuff out of his dresser and then hobble back over to the table to get the the letter 
that he had written his wife and going like, oh, could we get on with it? <laughs> could you just fix your leg already, dude? And, and like that, my reaction to that was when I realized, oh, I'm done with this. Huh? That's rough because that's like 12 minutes into Try the movie. Get it. Yeah. I think I tweeted, I tweeted like maybe five minutes in, oh, I'm not going to like this. Oh, man. Huh. I could just feel it, and I kept waiting, and then Zach was like, no, 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 I heard that it takes a turn, like, halfway through, and I was like, oh, okay, so now I'm thinking, like, all right, I can I can hang with this, I can watch an hour of it, and maybe it'll pull from dusk till dawn, mm. maybe it'll all of a sudden be about something else once we get out into the desert or whatever, no, but didn't do that, so. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't, I would never... I could see where, like, Zach would have heard things to make you think that. Yeah. Because I know, like, for me, like, I definitely didn't watch it just because it was a Western. I watched it because I must have heard enough to people for people to say, no, it's really fucked up or it's really disturbing. Yeah. Uh, and it's true. Like, the first hour, you don't necessarily think you're going to get, you know, you don't have any reason to think you're going to get what you do get. And it does go much – visually, it does turn into a very gory, gross um, thing for a while. Uh, And it's – and something that you haven't quite seen before, too. And I think even, like, the specific design of these people and their sort of voice boxes and the sounds Uh they make – I really like the sounds they make. I think it's awesome – I'm a sucker for, like, the kind of, like, evil scream things people can do. Like, very body snatchers-esque. I like that, and they do that, and it's kind of cool. And, again, you don't expect that with the movie you start watching. Um, But it's not not a From Dusk Till Dawn. It's not a movie that completely turns into... It doesn't turn into a horror movie at any point. Uh, Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I would still classify this as a Western... It's just if I was telling my dad to watch this, I'd say, it's a Western, but um, it gets really violent and visceral, and you might not like it. But I wouldn't call it a horror movie. Yeah. Mm. I wish I wish you would have told me that before. <laughs> well, I didn't want... I'm sorry. No, I know. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. You didn't, you didn't do any... You did everything right. <sighs> did I, Christine? Did I? Yeah. Okay. Of course I do. I always do. All right. So do you have more to say? Now, Craig Zoller, interestingly enough, um, do you know what he's working on now? Uh, I looked at his IMDb, but nothing. I didn't retain anything. Oh, there's something exciting he's doing. He is working on the next Puppet Master film. Oh, fun. Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. I like the Puppet Master series, so I'm kind of cool for that. Uh, I don't know who's who's in it. If there's anything else announced, if he's actually filming it, um, there is no cast listed. But I really hope this happens. Uh, yeah. So, do you have more? Or should we go on and, and grade it? I don't think I have anything else. All right. So, quality of film. Okay. Um. I'm going to go, I think, what, you're going 6.75? Yeah. I was going to go 7.75. I think this is very good. Good. 
quality of enjoyment of life or whatever that grade means. Life grade, Christine. Five. Interesting. Uh, I'd go seven, five for me. Yeah. I I like this. It's not my favorite, but if this were on TV, I'd watch it. I love the cast. Uh, I, I dig it. I do dig it. And that, that is a bone tomahawk. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad you did, too. And I'm very intrigued. And I'm going to be even more intrigued now when we say goodbye to Bone Tomahawk. Goodbye, Bone Tomahawk. Goodbye, Bone Tomahawk. Later. Oh, my God. Call me. Uh, We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we are going to spoil the fuck out of Goodnight Mommy. Yeah. Mama, three ducks, five canaries, a mouse, two monkeys, one father, six turtles, and me. If Mama was married. If Mama was married, I'd jump in the air and give all my toe shoes to you. I'd get all these hair ribbons out of my hair, and once and for all, I'd get Mama out too. And now we travel across the world to Austria, Germany, Austria. Do we know? I don't know. A country that's one of those two or maybe another for 2014's Goodnight Mommy. A movie that I think has a very different title in German. Yeah, that's the captions would have me. The 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 captions are are much longer than what it could possibly be. Uh, and I cannot seem to pull it up. Uh, it doesn't show up there. It's somewhere. It has another title. I don't know what it is. But we watched it as Goodnight Mommy. Uh, like we said, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. This is a movie that the reveal is so important to the entire movie that it is absolutely impossible to talk about this movie without talking about the reveal so you have been warned people we are spoiling yeah Goodnight, mommy i'm gonna, we're gonna spoil it but let me say that i thought i was gonna hate this movie i okay why did you think that i don't know i i heard it being like no one was talking about it favorably mm-hmm like, I knew it existed, but I never got the sense of anyone being like, and it was great. Mm. Or, and you should watch it. Um, so I was like, I really thought this was going to be the dog. Like, I was just going to absolutely hate it. And it was right. going to be a complete m- misery to get through. But, yeah. Okay. So, we can say what it's about? Yeah. I won't spoil it on the summary, I guess. Okay. There's this lady, and she's in this house with these twin boys, and we don't know what the fuck is happening, Mm -hmm. because is this their mom? She's got bandages on her face. What the fuck's happening? Is this some intruder? Also, there's a cat. Or is there a cat? I think there is a cat. I don't know. 
Well, and hissing cockroaches. And there's or uh, are there hissing cockroaches? Yeah, I don't even know. Or so, do you even know? So, funnily enough, this does actually, in my opinion, have a lot of similarities to Bone Tomahawk. It is a very slow, quiet movie that turns into something fucking upsetting. Oh, yeah. So, this, I'm going to sit up because I'm really passionate about this movie. Um, I almost fell asleep. (laughs) Brush your slaves and their grapes away. Um, So, uh, geez. So, for me, this movie starts out, and it does it does some like coy shit, like this lady has this kid these kids in her house, and like she's all bandaged up, so you're like, "Is she in an accident? What happened? Mm-hmm. Did she get plastic surgery? There's talk about like the father not being around anymore. She's like not the nicest person, mm-hmm. and the little boys seem to be left alone a lot. So there's and it's quiet. It's quiet and Very it's unraveling quiet. and it's showing you things. At a certain point, upon rewatching this, I was trying to figure out. I'm like, is there a soundtrack at all? Oh, and there sort of is at times, and then I realized, oh no, wait, that's a character playing the piano. Yeah, um, and there is a little bit, but there is almost no score to this movie. I didn't notice it. It is, it is sufficiently tense, though. Yeah. Mm. So I'll be curious to hear how it read for you the second time. So there is a twist to this that I actually thought. I said, oh, wouldn't it be funny? Mm-hmm. Like, like legit four minutes in. Oh, I, I and bet. then ne- I never thought about it again. Mm. I got to, I like, I guess I didn't care because I stopped trying to find holes. I right. stopped trying to figure it out because I was so interested in what was happening. Which is a very, I think a very, speaks highly of a film. It's, this is a Christine movie. Oh yeah, like, it is. If, if yeah. ever there was a Christine movie, it this totally is, is. This is it. I can't believe no one was like, you got to see this. I think I was. Back when I watched it a few months ago, I was like, oh, I really want you to watch it, but I can't say anything more about it because I just want you to watch it. I don't want you to look into it and research anything because I don't want it spoiled for you. I need to trust you because other people were like, this is, this movie is stupid and I don't like it. Mm. I honestly didn't even know it was not American. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I feel like I had first heard about it more from... Like, maybe some more mainstream sites, because it must have been at either Sundance or Con or, like... Somewhere, yeah. some festival where I remember hearing about it early mm-hmm. and reading one or two things that said, like, oh, the, the most disturbing movie of the year or the scariest movie of the year is this little Austrian film. Yeah. And so the title had stayed in my head, and I watched it a few months ago, because I thought it came up on Amazon Prime, and I remember yep. our dear friend Jason... I remember him saying he hated it, but he's like, oh yeah, everybody's raving about it, but I hated it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, you know what? Let me watch it soon. And I, unfortunately I had to watch it in two sittings just because at the time I watched it, I was, it was like eight o'clock. So it was way too late for me. Um, And I don't know why, because watching it, as soon as the reveal comes out, I literally smacked my forehead because I'm like, duh. Yeah. How did I not see that coming? It, it's right there. It is. It, it's right there. It's right there from the first time yep. the three of them interact. Oh, it's yes. so blatantly obvious, but it doesn't matter. Well, and that's the thing. I think for me, I was watching it similarly to you, where 
I wasn't trying. It wasn't like I'm watching an M Night Shyamalan film where I'm like, okay, what's it going to be? It's gonna be yeah. Twist, twist, twist. It was more, and it wasn't. Um, even like when you watch a slasher and you're trying to find the killer, it was just. Yeah. I think I was in the right zone where I was like all alone watching it in a hotel, and so I just got sucked into it. And I thought, this is creepy. I'm kind. It's it's just odd. I'm like, I'm really yeah. into it. That I wasn't looking to solve anything. Yeah. So then when the reveal comes out, and we'll just say it, guys, we've spoiled, we're spoiling, we're spoiling, we're spoiling, that, oh, duh, there's only one kid, the other kid's yeah. dead, and is a yeah. figment of his imagination. Yeah. I felt like I really, it was the first time I'd watched a movie in a while where I felt stupid. Because <laughs> for that exact thing, like, duh, it's there the whole time. And rewatching it, what was really interesting, so I rewatched it with my husband. Mm-hmm. And he had not seen it, and he did not know, he didn't come to it with any knowledge of anything. Yeah. And I was really curious, because I'm like, is he going to call the twist? Is he going to figure it out? And if so, how will that affect things? And for me, the other flip to that was I really wanted to see, okay, re-watching it, do they yeah. cheat? Does it hold when up? When do you notice? Yeah. Right. And again, I just, the whole time I'm like, how stupid was I? It's right there the entire it's time. really obvious. But it, so another thing that this, that that's really obvious is, so they really, it's a manipulative movie because you're immediately like, this woman is... A witch or a ghost right. or, or a mean or, or just a, like kind of mean to her kids. Yeah. Uh, seems to not want to be a mother at this time. Yep. Like it could have even been this the woman's twin that took her place. Right. They established and, there's a picture where it seems like yeah. she has she looks just like somebody else. Yep. They're twins, or, so clearly twins run in the family. Exactly. Or their the father left. Right. And she's blaming the father them. Went, got crazy surgery, plastic surgery, and now she's being withholding and cold. Yeah. So it, you're it like, does. It drops so many little things that just make you It could be any of that. Yeah. And it, it still could in a way. Like, you know, yeah. you never quite find out, you know, um uh, like you assume by the end that the you know, she did have plastic surgery because of this accident. No, but no, because isn't the very beginning do we know? Did the kid drown, or was it an act? Was it a car accident? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know, know that we I'll ever know, know for sure. Because the opening again, this is something that rewatching. Brandon shaking his head. He thinks he has it figured out. They just say accident. The opening scene. It's the two boys playing in the water. Yeah. And it kind of ends with one of them in the water. And again, rewatching it, I thought, oh, is that when he died? And mm-hmm. it might have been. I'm not sure. Because the fact that the mother is has clearly has had surgery after, well, yeah. maybe not after an accident. She says accident, which we know refers to the we kid. Could, we could just be putting things together that don't go together. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. – and I don't mind that. And I think a big part of that is also, the hey, the fact that it's not in English yeah. makes that starkness of dialogue uh, work for the tone somehow. And I don't know how much of that is just purely like, well, it's going to be a little weird because they're not speaking my language and they're, they're little kids not speaking my language, which also adds something to it. Yeah. And I, you know, I do wonder, like, would it have that same kind of, um, 
sort of creepy tone of nothingness if, if they were speaking English. I don't know. Um, you know, that, it, that's one of those things that just works. Maybe it works better in another language. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, we never fully know. I think you could you could easily draw conclusions that they were in a car accident and her face got damaged or he drowned and it might have been the other kid's fault and separately she got surgery. We don't yeah. really know. Um. And along with that, the so I, I will say because he's he's in the room. My husband hated this movie, oh, and Brandon uh, figured out. He, you know, the movie ended. The first thing I, I said was, "So did you figure it out?" He's like, "Yeah, ten minutes into the movie." <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's the thing. Like, I, I it was all laid out in front of me. Yep. It was clear as day, oh, and yeah. I made. I guess I made a choice to not think about it again, mm-hmm. and. And I made and I and I flipped. With the, when the movie told me to flip, I flipped. Yep. She was awful and terrible and a terrible her. mother, and yeah. I hated her. And then I was like, "Oh my god, this poor woman." Yeah. It was. It was like I was completely manipulated by the movie, by the whole thing, front to back. Yeah. I I screeched. I gasped. I I had to hide my eyes. I was so grossed out. If this if, if the first time in a while. This was a movie that. The first time I watched it, especially, did have me go, ugh, and ugh, because I, I mean, I, <laughs> the personal story, I've, I'm not allowed to use crazy glue, because every time I do, um, I have it on me for about six months, because that shit mm-hmm. does not come off. It doesn't come off, No, right? it stays until your skin dies and rips off, or until you okay. cut yourself accidentally and say, oh, well, hey, at least the crazy glue is off my finger now. Uh so the crazy glue scenes get me. Um, the crazy glue scene was not awesome. Yeah. Um, there's a, way too much mouth stuff in this. There's a lot of mouth stuff. You're right. I don't like mouth stuff. Mouth stuff and fingernail stuff freak me out. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Um, there is the scene where something jarring happens and it cuts to black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Zach and I both went, oh, at the same time. <laughs> It was a really, it was just like this visceral reaction, like a hundred percent hook, line, and sinker. This fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, watching it the second time, aside from the whole, god damn it, how dumb was I the first time that I didn't catch this? Yeah, I will say a few things. One is that it really does, like they they do not cheat. Um, I think the other thing too. Now, this is a personal thing. I'm really bad at telling twins apart. Yeah. Like I've said, Jason London and Jeremy London, I just call them uh, Jason Re London because I don't know the difference. I will never know the difference. You can't tell me the difference. I don't believe you that there is one. Um, so I think that might have been part of why the first time I watched this, I really wasn't uh, – I didn't catch it was because I didn't – I couldn't tell, like, is one the good twin? Is one the bad twin? Is one – Yeah. They just – they blended together to me so well – that they just felt like a unit. They felt like those twins that you see where they just really could be, where maybe their mother can tell them apart, but maybe not. Yeah. Um, but that aside, rewatching, it did kind of feel like I felt, I'm like, you know, if I if you know it, it is not nearly as interesting a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. This was one where... The kind of rewatch was interesting to kind of from a objective point of seeing like, oh, that's how they, oh, that's how they manipulated me into thinking this. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's how, that's why I didn't catch that. Oh, this entire scene, right. She's not talking to him. The people that the Red Cross isn't talking to him or acknowledging him. So it was one of those, like, that's what I was watching it for. But taking that out, rewatching it, it was just kind of unpleasant. Yeah, I can see that. Because then you just feel really bad for this mother. and Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, and so it's... It just becomes very ugly. It's not a pleasant movie. No. Um, It was not a feel-good flick. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Mm -hmm. There's almost a part of me that, not to say, like, wishes I hadn't, um, but this was, you know, whenever you think about movies with big reveals, I think there's Mm -hmm. a difference between a twist and a reveal and... But that sounded so pretentious, didn't it? <laughs> no, yeah, but really it's did. true. I'm sorry, people. I'm really sorry. But there is a difference between a twist and a reveal. Right. Like, and, you know, when you have a reveal, if you will, it's all about then uh, reframing the movie that you've just watched. Yes. And realizing you watched, you didn't watch the movie that you thought you were watching. And so then when you go back and watch the movie that, you know, you... Uh, we're really watching, you're watching mm-hmm. it very differently. Yep. And, you know, in this case, um, it, you know, it's it's not as fun because it's not scary then. It's just kind of unpleasant. It's sad probably. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's the whole thing about, like, the larger conversation about spoilers. Like, right. if you're, you, there shouldn't be, so, like, your story shouldn't, only hinge on one idea that if told is now ruined like i don't i want to go in as fresh as possible but Mm -hmm. if you tell me that you know if you tell me what happens in the visit the m night Shyamalan movie it's not gonna like i'm still gonna enjoy that movie Mm -hmm. but i enjoy it two different ways i enjoy it the first viewing and then when i rewatch it i enjoy it with the with the real story, right? If your if your story or your movie or your anything hinges on one thing, then you should reevaluate mm-hmm. the thing. Well, it, what I always say about spoilers, because I am, because I I, I I think I'm very, I know how I feel about them. It is not <laughs> when people say because there are people now who are like, oh come on, if it if it ruined the movie, then you know it wasn't that good of a movie to begin with. That's not the point. The point is, if you tell me. A spoiler, if you tell me the ending or the reveal, you have robbed me of the experience that filmmaker wanted me to have. It is not about knowing, let's say, The Sixth Sense, because it's a movie that I can spoil because everybody knows the ending of it. Spoiling The Sixth Sense, everybody. If you told, now, if you told me before I went into it, oh, you know, Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. And then I watched it. I'm watching it thinking okay well he's dead so i'm watching it differently and then when the reveal comes in the movie that's not the biggest part of that movie to me the biggest part has to do with the kid and all this other stuff but it doesn't matter i wasn't supposed to watch it that way the first time Mm -hmm. i was supposed to go into that movie and if i figured it out fine i'm smart if i didn't when that happened i'm gonna feel a certain way and have a certain jaw drop and i deserve to have that feeling and fuck you for saying and it doesn't matter. No, because it does. Like, you, it's, you know, a twist or a reveal 
it's not there to trick an audience. It's there because the filmmaker wants you to feel something or get be put in a certain frame of mind. And when you take that from someone, you are uh, you are taking away what the filmmaker wanted that person to have. And I think that's really fucked up. But do you think – can you say that as a blanket statement, though? There are some stories where a twist or a turn or a change is introduced just to be shocking or tricky. That the the require, the require the thing that wants to be elicited from the viewer is, like, shock. Mm-hmm. In that case, it's – now you're just setting people up. I've, I feel like this happens a lot more in TV than movies. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good example to kind of, and that's where I where I think like, um, you know, that I always go back to Fight Club because Fight Club was yeah. spoiled for me back when I was in high school and was in the theaters, and that was my exact feeling was like, you know, I might have figured it out watching the movie, mm-hmm. but the point being, we'll never know. Like, I'll never know what I would have thought about that movie the first time I saw it if I didn't mm-hmm. know the twist, and. You know, and I mean, granted, Citizen Kane, I knew the ending of Citizen Kane from a Simpsons episode in 1995. Years later, when I watched Citizen Kane, I, you know, knew what the final line was going to be the whole time. Sure, that's, you know, but what can you do? Yeah. Um, But still, there. I mean, I just think there is something to, and yeah, granted, like, shitty movies can have shitty twists that are just pure manipulation, but I think I still owe it to that filmmaker in, in an ideal world to give them that chance to do that. And to see if pulling the rug out from me in their last frame of a 72-minute Charles Band movie, let's say, like, you know. Yeah. It, it may I, be I'm done not... poorly, but I think it's still the right of the viewer to have that first experience the oh. way the filmmaker intended. I don't like to things to be spoiled and I don't spoil things for people. I also don't like to watch trailers. That's how serious yeah. I am about going in fresh. Yep. I don't want anything to taint mm-hmm. my initial viewing or experience of something. And I like to extend that courtesy to other people. Yep. Um, that being said, I think that a movie should be able to stand both ways. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, of course, no one should rob you of that experience. But I think that once that experience has happened, good, bad, or indifferent, there should still be something worth watching there. Yeah. And and that's in the eye of the beholder, but... I'm trying to think of good examples of movies with reveals where they're still as rewarding on second viewing. And I know they're out there. I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. What's up? Final Destination 5. Perfect example. Final yeah. Destination 5 has a great twist. Uh, it is a reveal, if you will, not a twist. Um, and it does reframe the entire movie. Yep. And when you go back to it, it is still great. It's still so great. Yep. And you see clues that you didn't think to see, you didn't notice, because yep. you didn't think you were supposed to be noticing anything. Um, like the gift certificate to the um, yep. massage. Yep, yep, yep. Um, oh, or the Lisa so Loeb reference. So good. Which I remember thinking, like, what a weird they, reference to make. 
they do they do a sixth sense reference in there and i ran to imgb to make sure that it was it was Legit. timely and it was yeah because I, rem- I remember when that when it came out yeah i was in high school so yes yeah. it was so good but yeah so i'm just like i don't nobody should ever think that like well this movie's like this movie's no good without when you know the twist so i'm going to decide that for you right. and let you know how the sixth sense ends which my stepdad did to me <gasps> and it took me a decade or more to ever see that movie because mm-hmm. i was spoiled not cool not cool but in this case it's it was a really interesting experience to go back to because as soon as i watched this movie the first time i wanted to watch it again yeah. And it was because I wanted to see, oh, let me see if they really, like, how they got away with that and how they did that to me. Yeah. How did they – and it, it's, a, it's a team. I, I don't know if it's a husband and wife, but it's a man and a woman directing together. I do not know how they split up those duties or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very curious to see, okay, how did this, how did this movie create this? And mm-hmm. watching it on that – that was interesting to watch, but this was a case where, for me, knowing that made the made the rest of the movie just really kind of unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Just because now I am watching this thing that I kind of feel stupid for not realizing before, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm and I'm seeing this woman be horrifically tortured. And feeling a little bad because the first time I was kind of not rooting for the kids, but I was sort of like, yeah, let's figure yeah. out what's going on. Because it just, it gets, I mean, the, and I don't know if you're like this too, man, it's really sad to see somebody urinate on themselves. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super upsetting. Yeah, it's one of those just images. And I think also like she's a very polished woman. Uh, you get the sense that she does not go out of the house not looking very put together. And mm-hmm. so when just a moment when, you know, they pull the blankets off of her and she is clearly wet herself is really upsetting. It's just one of those things that just makes you uncomfortable for her because you know how awful that would be. Like it, it's one thing to have your mouth super glued shut. That yeah. hurts. But there's something about knowing that you were in bed so long that you couldn't get up to pee and you had to just pee yourself. Mm-hmm. That it's feels awful. so awful and so dehumanizing. Yep. That it just really gets you. And it like upset me the first time I watched it. And then the second time knowing she really doesn't deserve this. Nope. Um, just was really just oh, sad. I agree. I feel the same way. And that's why I, I, I kind of don't think I want to rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, those kids are great and creepy. So good. Man. I liked them a lot. And even when I didn't like them, I still liked them. Right. Like, right. I never hated them. No. And they just like, you know, I, and I don't know how much, I get the feeling like a lot of it was probably just, I would, I would guess the director spent a lot of time with them just to kind of pick up on like what their like ticks were. Yeah. And just their ticks are so like they have the same ticks and they just kind of mumble together and move together. And that's again one of those things that you realize is so good is the way they make you not always realize how oh, it's only ever Elias that people respond to. It's because they always talk together. They always mumble yeah. together. So when they're playing that game like, you know, uh, like a 20 question game, even though Lucas is saying things and the mother isn't acknowledging it, 
Well, it's because they're both talking at the same time. So yeah. it's you, you're not I don't know. I I understand why I didn't pick up on it the first time. Oh, for sure. Especially if you're just like I'm I'm accepting that this is the story and I'm right. going with it. I want to know what's up with this woman and yeah. and it, you know, is she possessed? Is she inhuman? Is she a twin? Yeah. What's going on? Because they take the focus off of them. Yep. yep. So that you don't like you're so busy trying to figure out what her deal is that you don't yeah. you're not so It is very much it is a magician's trick. Yeah. yeah it's, and the, I mean the actually we were when Brad and I were talking about it we were talking about the prestige which is a movie that he also saw the twist in. Mm-hmm. And for him, once he realized that, it kind of, from there on, it wasn't that interesting a movie. Yeah, I and see that. I, I, yeah, yeah, I could, like, I could kind of agree. Like, I, I really liked that movie the first time I watched it. Haven't, don't care as much about it when I revisit it. Yeah. Um, but that movie, which the brilliant thing about that movie, I think, is that it is all about misdirection. And that is kind of what this one does, where it just yeah. it does keep keep you away from maybe focusing on something that is right there in front of you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Now I have to ask you a question. Yeah, was the cat real? Yeah, I don't know if it was. See, Brandon's like the cat wasn't there, and then I'm like, wait, maybe it what? wasn't. Well, think the about cat it. Was there. If it wasn't, if it was real, who killed it? It didn't look too healthy when they found it on that pile of bones. That's fair. I thought it just died. It, like, went somewhere warm to die. That's why it was behind the furnace. And then then they put it in the box and put it on top of the thing? Or the mother does? Yeah. I thought they did. Because they filled that... Right, the they thing filled with water that, and have the cat there. Like, with all those chemicals that were in the basement. I don't, now I'm very confused because Brandon had me totally convinced that there was no cat. Oh, I and thought there, there was a cat. Been. I don't know. Were the bugs real? Yes. I think the bugs were real. Did they really <laughs> put it down her throat? No, I don't think so. Now I'm very confused. No, I thought I was finally <laughs> smart. And now I feel like the movie was smarter the than me again. best conversation we've ever had. <laughs> Well, and that for me was another great misdirection was because yeah. the the boys are clearly kind of like, they seem to like animals, right? Like yeah. they save this cat. And or when do they? Yeah. Or, or do they, exactly. <laughs> and when they're playing that 20 questions game and the card is for the mother and they're trying, they're like giving hints about her and they say, you like animals. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't respond to it as if... I have no idea who that could be. And then when they say it's you, she's like, that's not me. And yeah. so you like, what a great way to distract you. Because if, if you're like me, then you really don't trust people that don't like animals. Yeah. Right. And the fact that the fact that they do makes you, yeah. and you were probably going to say this makes you think, well, they're not bad kids. Right. They're the good ones in this. Yeah. They're saving this poor cat. Because from they this have this empathy, this yeah. empathy level that this terrible woman doesn't. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so here these kids are helping this mangy cat and this mother says to them, no animals in the house. Yeah. And so, and when previously they had said, you love animals. So no, I don't fucking trust this woman one bit. Yeah. If my mother suddenly said to me, I'm not having any more animals, I would think she was a pod person. (laughs) And then it would super glue her mouth. Yep. And it would get very bad. 
Very bad. I would then party with my, you know, evil dead twin brother. Oh, boy. Um, You know, we would give all of our mother's money to the Red Cross. I love that. So is that a thing? Like, um, European listeners, does the Red Cross just come into your house if the door is unlocked? Strange. Right? Maybe it's different there. I mean, they lived in a very remote area, so I guess they figured, well, we're not going to make this trip out again. But they do. It's like, oh, the door was unlocked. You don't just go in. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's very odd. Very odd. It was It was very odd. You Europeans with your metric system do weird shit, man. Like, they're just going in there. I guess they're just going in there. Uh, how'd you like the house? I liked it a lot. I thought it was really interesting. I really liked the, like, sparsity of it. And the yeah, it was cool. Uh, and the thing that, like, I also really dug was um, that there are, pic- like, there's pictures and some of the artwork is all blurred. Yeah. And it feels like a very deliberate. Yes, you know, I like like almost too. I forgot. Yeah, because and at for the when, again when I was rewatching it and kind of thinking like, has Brandon figured it out? Do they have they given any signs? Because I think my instinct watching it would have been, oh, there's there was never another brother. It was always just one. Um, but then they do show pictures of them together, so it's like, oh no, no mm-hmm. okay, they were, they were there. But the some of just the artwork decisions and the fact that there's like nothing in this house i think i i like that i liked it too yeah it reminded me a lot of um in a way what, what was that ex machina yeah i can see that i didn't think that while it was happening but i think you're accurate yeah yeah cool that's neat. a neat neat way to frame it yeah it really did just all take place in that house mm-hmm. too yep. love that yeah that worked for me all right. So, do you have uh, any more to say? I don't think so. I really liked this movie. Yeah. I I loved it the first time I watched it. I didn't. I don't know how what how to say. I don't. I wouldn't say that I didn't like it the second time. Um, it was a it was a much more negative experience, and I mean that both yeah. as like quality, but more as in this is not fun to rewatch. Oh, I can imagine that. It's not, there's no intrigue or mystery. It's mm-hmm. just a mean it beca- movie. Yes, it's very mean. Once you realize what's Which happened. I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is. It's, it's, yeah. Don't, if you don't want to feel bad about the world, don't rewatch it. Yeah. Let it sit I don't in think, there. I don't think that I'm gonna. Time. Yeah. Well, good. All right. So, quality of film. Oh, God damn it. This is hard. 7.5. Yeah, I feel like the first time I watched this, I would have gone like 7.75. And then the second time I watched it, I would have maybe gone 7. So I'll go 7.5. Which yeah. is what you said, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. There we go. Perfect. Woo, 7.5. Quality of life. Oh, this is also hard. 8. Yeah, again, would have gone like 8.25 first time. This time probably yeah. would have gone like... 6.75, so that averages out to be something, we'll say 7.33. I'm obnoxious like that. It works for me. All right. That was Goodnight Mommy, which again is on Amazon Prime.
Bowl free if you are paying that hundred bucks a year. Okay, now do you have a streaming recommendation for the fine people at home? Um, I don't think I do. <gasps> I've been trying to think. I've been watching a lot of Ink Master, is that- which is the, ta- the tattoo, the tattoo show. show with Dave Navarro. Has it given you any ideas on like your next tat, as the kids say? Not really. You call them tats. You have them, right? Do you call them tats? I, do. I don't call them that. No. Like, do I only mean, people who don't have them call them tats? I, like, what should, I don't have any. What should I call them? Tattoos or tats? <laughs> don't call them tats, please. Fine. If you really want to. All right. So your instant recommend is the tats show. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I really... Everything we watched was on like discs we didn't we either owned it or like rented it so i i haven't watched anything streaming that's cool uh my i will give a netflix recommend that is streaming and that is christopher guest's mascots oh i haven't watched it you liked it i did yeah um it's you know it is not to me up there with guffman or best in show but mm-hmm. I think it is funnier than Mighty Wind. I don't like For Your Consideration, so I like this one much more. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, the uh, the characters are great. Some some of the characters are really great. Uh, you know, we, we laughed throughout. Uh, there was a moment where we were like, oh! um, it'll make sense when you watch it, because you'll go, oh! and it'll be exciting. Uh, it's... What I liked is it's not as – for your consideration, I don't like because it feels very mean mm-hmm. and a mighty wind gets very sad. And this was not either of those. Like it's still – it's not all like peachy keen, but it's um, it's it's sweeter and it's more good-spirited than those two. That's uh, cool. And it, That's it, good it, to know. It may be better on multiple viewings. I wouldn't be surprised if like the deleted scenes are probably – as good as the movie because it feels like there's a lot missing mm-hmm. um but i mean because it's only 90 minutes you can only cram so much in there but uh it's it's a good one highly recommend uh and do you have any notion of what you'd like to cover when we next meet no idea any like genre like are you itching for something new or not new something new something new okay no, something not, not new. Something not Let's new. do something old and something new. And something borrowed and something blue. And something blue, yes. We will talk about that. So in the meantime, folks, if you would like to weigh in on whether or not the cat was really there, uh, come to the Feminine Critiques page on Facebook or Twitter at Feminine Podcast. Uh, we'll be back at some point. We hope you all have a great October. Yeah. Happy trick-or-treating. Be safe. Check your candy. Um, Or if you have Milky Way Darks and Three Musketeers and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, you can mail them to me and I will check them for you. But I will say I'll only send you back the ones that were not poisoned. And I will take it upon myself to dispose of the ones that were. She's very giving. I am. And I really, I'm looking out for you is all. That's it. You know, so again, Milky Way Dark, Three Musketeers, Reese's Pieces, um... Snickers, I will check Snickers for you. Uh, Tootsie Rolls, also. you got to watch out for Tootsie Rolls, because people do shit to them. So I will check them for you, and send you back the bad ones. 
I'm, I'm, I'm good like that. What can Just I say? Looking out for the people. I am. I am. Man, now I want all of that candy in my belly right now. <laughs> but anyway, we wish you all a happy October. Goodbye. Bye. Good night, Mommy. One evening as the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning, down the track came a hobo hiking. And he said, boys, I'm not turning. I'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains. So come with me, we'll go and see the big rock candy mountains. In the big rock candy mountains, there's a land that's fair and bright where the handouts grow on bushes and you sleep out every night. Where the boxcars all are empty and the sun shines every day. On the birds and the bees and the cigarette trees, the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings in the big rock candy mountains. In the big rock candy mountains, all the cops have wooden legs, and the bulldogs all have rubber teeth, and the hens lay soft-boiled eggs. The farmer's trees are full of fruit, and the barns are full of hay. Oh, I'm bound to go where there ain't no snow, where the rain don't fall, the wind don't blow in the big rock candy mountains. In the big rock candy mountains, you never change your socks, and the little streams of alcohol come a-trickling down the rocks. The brakemen have to tip their hats, and the railroad bulls are blind. There's a lake of stew and a whiskey, too. You can paddle all around them in a big canoe in the Big Rock Candy Mountains. In the Big Rock Candy Mountains, the jails are made of tin. And you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short-handled shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a-goin' to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the Big Rock Candy Mountains. I'll see you all this comin' fall in the Big Rock Candy Mountains.